for listeners. Sweet. You refreshed? You ready to go? Yeah, I'm good. Welcome back to another Did I Miss Anything? After, I think, a two-week break is what we took. Two yeah. weeks sounds about right. Yeah. Um, we do what we want. If we want to do a show, we do it. Yeah. If we don't want to do it, we don't do it. Hey, what do you want from us? Um, to be fair, we weren't here last week on account of it was my birthday. Sure. Um, so we were not here. Mm-hmm. And then the week before, I'm not going to lie to you, I think the week before we just slacked off. I think we just forgot. I think we might have, it might have slipped our minds. We did something. We did do know. something. But because we've been gone for a while, the Oscars happened. Yeah, they did. Um, worth a mention. Coda swept in all of its categories. Yeah, good for that. Um, Troy Coetzer won for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, the movie itself won Best, uh, what is it, Best Motion Picture is what it's called, that category? Yeah, Best Picture, yeah. Um, and best Full-Length Picture, I guess. I don't know. Oh, and also, oh. Didn't he, it win uh, Screenplay? It what did, it yeah. Was so my apologies, because the week before, uh, we actually, we saw Coda the week before the Oscars. Um or the week leading up to the Oscars, and I very much butchered the director's name. Oh, yeah. Um, A Thousand Pardons. Her name is Sean Heater. I incorrectly said, I think, Cian or something like that, because I've never never seen Sean spelled the way that she spells it, S-I-A-N. Is she Irish? Um, I don't know. Because I know Irish names don't ever, they never are pronounced the way they look. Like Saoirse Ronan doesn't look like. I truly apologize for that. Um, but she won for uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. And I think that was anything, I think that was all that really happened at the Oscars. I don't think much else happened. No, I don't remember anything Um, else happening at that night. Nothing crazy. And Oh, and uh, Will Smith won Best Actor for King Richard. Correct. And I think... And him and his wife were there. Uh, Jada was there. They were. They were. Uh, I heard Um, Chris Rock was there too. He presented, right? He presented something. Yeah, and um, I think that was all of note at the Oscars. Yeah, I don't think anything... Um, They were all there. But yeah. nothing happened. It was a relatively quiet Yeah, it was evening, boring, I think. From what I recall. Yeah. Uh, the Grammys happened the week after. Um, cool. <laughs> I don't really know too much. I, I do know um, a huge, uh, I guess, huge victory for Mr. John Batiste winning five of his 11 nominations. That was yeah. pretty huge. You're a fan. Um, I do enjoy John Batiste. I actually started listening to John Batiste after he became the band leader for Stephen Colbert. I started listening to his Christmas album. And then I slowly picked up his other album. So I've heard um, Hollywood Africans and We Are, which is uh, the album that got him album of the year this year. Now, does he, um, he sing too or is it just all he does? He does sing uh, We Are. Because he plays that instrument. What's that weird instrument that he plays? Oh, that thing. I don't know what it's called, but it's like um, the harmonica keyboard yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I know in We Are, I think a lot of that album is like instrumentals, but he does have um, he does have some songs that he sings. Some lyrics in there. Um, and then Hollywood Africans, I think was all, I think that was all piano. Uh, I think so. Oh, actually, he's got his cover of What a Wonderful World, which, by the way, is beautiful. It is just, yeah. it's amazing. So that's what happened at all the awards. Yeah, that's it. Nothing else. Um, Not one other Nothing thing. else happened. Yeah, was, they were all pretty boring, I as was per really didn't miss much so moving on to this week since we are back yeah um we decided to watch a movie that i can't believe neither one of us have seen i, I you especially because I, I love quentin tarantino um but i, I yeah i don't know why i I've been, don't know how either one of us have not seen this movie it's been on my list i just never got a chance to watch it and i have it on dvd i just never but pulled out the dvd player to fire it up you know what i mean we saw the 92 
Oh, wow, um, that was really 92. The 92 feature-length debut by Mr. Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, a video game? Again, I don't... I It would actually make a pretty good video game. It wouldn't surprise me if they made it into one. Yeah. I mean, it says um, it up there. I don't know. I'm looking at the Wikipedia. All right. Like, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we saw Reservoir Dogs. Um, if you're a Quentin Tarantino fan, even if you're not, if you're familiar with Quentin Tarantino, you can pretty much see where the movie goes. It's very bloody. And yeah. a lot of swearing. Yeah. A lot of swearing. A lot of N-word, like too, by lot, white guys. Because there's no black guys in this a movie. A lot of swearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the the movie, if you haven't seen it, it's a, it's a, essentially a crime movie. Uh, it's about these group of guys that... It's like that, a heist movie. Yeah, it's about these group of guys that plan to uh, rob a diamond store um, to get money. Uh, so they like steal the, the plan is to like steal the diamonds and then I think like sell them off somehow to make their money. Yeah, they're all like I guess professional thieves and they and they they all come together yeah. to work for this one guy. I don't know what he does. He just seems very yeah, important. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like an Ocean's Eleven, but yeah, so much more cursing and so much bloodier. Yeah. So the entire movie, we don't actually see the heist. Uh, a, I think a lot of Quentin Tarantino's yeah. movies are kind of like that. He opens up and you kind of see the aftermath it's, and then and then like the rest of the movie is explaining what happened. Yeah, it's non-linear. Yeah, and yeah. then but then they never actually show you what happens during. So in this case the movie opens up and like all of these guys, they all go by aliases. We don't know any of their names uh, also, except for He also loves diner scenes. He's got diner scenes he in does. a lot of his movies, I feel he like. He does. Yeah. Um yeah. so the movie opens up with all these guys are sitting at a diner having breakfast if I'm not mistaken. I think it was early in the morning. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was breakfast. Yeah. Um, and we don't know any of the guys' names because the, the main person that, I guess, uh, puts this all together, like hires all these guys, his name is Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's an older guy. And then his son, nice guy Eddie, is, I guess, his co-runner or something. Yeah, it's his son. He's you know, um, helps him with his, whatever the business is because I don't think we ever find out. Uh, we don't, yeah. So they run kind of like this shady business that is, I, I'm assuming is a front for them to run like these – these crimes because the one guy um mr blonde who is played by uh, michael madsen michael madsen yeah you might also remember him from free willy he's yeah. the guy that plays the father he plays or the, the stepfather i guess because the kid's adopted right something like that well he's a, yeah well his adopted father oh foster, adopted father that's right, father, that's right or foster foster father i don't um, know they adopt him or if he's just in foster care yeah so they uh they they have a scene later on in the movie where we see um mr blonde who joe joe knows his real name his real name is vic joe knows all of their real names but joe's whole idea is they he doesn't want the guys that are actually pulling off the heist to know each other's names or anything else about them because if any of them get caught by the cops they can't really provide any information other than their colors um so they're all their names yeah yeah, they're so joe at the beginning assigns them all colors so he does mr brown mr white mr blonde mr blue mr orange and mr pink um, so they're all at this breakfast table, uh, talking about Madonna's like a virgin song and what it's about. And then there's this really dope scene where Steve Buscemi talks about why he doesn't tip. Why is it a dope scene? Um, I just thought it was hilarious cause I thought he made some very good arguments. I disagree with all and, his arguments. All right. That's fine. But I just thought it was a very good scene. No. So in short, he ends up tipping a dollar, but he gives reasons for why you shouldn't tip and why he doesn't agree with it. I think I think they're solid explanations. You should always tip twenty percent. I, I even think if they're solid be, explanations. Even if, the, even if the the service is better, good. You should always tip. That's how they make um, their money. So, so that's my advocacy about it. After this scene, we cut to immediately following what happens after the heist. So we see Mr. White. Oh, this is gonna be tough. I gotta remember their colors. Mr. White, Mr. Pink, and Mr. Orange. 
Um, they go into this, I guess, like abandoned warehouse where and, they all decided. Well, I want to tell you that Mr. White is played by Harvey Keitel. Yes. Mr. Uh, Orange is played by Tim Roth. And then you Mr. Pink that, is Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi, yeah. Tim, yeah. I don't know. I've known, I don't know who Tim Roth is. I've seen him in definitely, I've definitely seen him in other things. He's uh, British. Um, we'll um, get to that later on. What, that he's British? Or where he, oh, well, I guess we can. Yeah, he looks so much for more familiar older, right? Doesn't he? He actually, he looks like. Oh, what's his name? Eric Idle. No. Kind of looks like Eric Idle to me. No, the guy from uh, Inglorious Bastards. Oh. Christoph. Uh, yeah, Waltz. Waltz. Yeah, he kind of does. Kind of looks like him now. What else is he in? Oh, he's in Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, he plays, he plays the, the in the beginning of the, in the diner scene, the one of the people who robbed the diner in the beginning. He was in Planet of the Apes, yeah. the remake from '01. Yeah, nothing really else I don't that really I know, know actually. Any of these other movies. Incredible Hulk. I don't remember who he was in Incredible Hulk. Oh, he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It looks like he's one of those guys that Quentin Tarantino always uses. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't know him really. That anyway, yeah. enough about Tim Roth. Sorry, I was. So they go into this abandoned warehouse. Uh, Tim Roth has been shot. He's bleeding from the stomach profusely. Um, Mr. Pink is convinced that they were set up because during the heist, he mentions, you know, we were there. There were no cops. I didn't hear any sirens. Nothing. All of a sudden, we were ambushed by like all these cops. And it usually, and his whole thing is like, it usually takes, even if they hit the silent alarm, you usually have at least about four minutes before cops show up. I didn't even hear any sirens. All of a sudden we were ambushed. So he's convinced that there's like a rat among them. So the first like few minutes of this, of the, of the movie, it's, it's him and Mr. White arguing about who's the rat, whether or not there is a rat, what's going on. And they're trying to figure out where everyone else is because the plan was um, to meet up at this warehouse after the heist happened. Uh, no one else is there. So they're like, what if they all just set us up? Like, what? we don't know what's going yeah. on. And Steve Buscemi, uh, Mr. Pink, has the bag of diamonds. Yeah, he's got the bag of diamonds with yeah. him. Uh, I, he, actually, I think he took it, and then he said he put it somewhere. I don't think he says where. Yeah, I don't he think he told anybody. He takes it at the end, though. He does have it at the end, but that's because, um, well, we'll get to that, too. Uh, so eventually, Mr. Blonde shows up that's michael madsen yes yeah. uh eventually mr blonde shows up like while uh steve buscemi and harvey Keitel are arguing about this whole rat situation um he kind of gets into it with uh harvey Keitel uh because harvey Keitel doesn't trust um mr blonde because mr blonde i guess is kind of crazy um kind of he's, he's, he's like legitimately psychopath he's he's like yeah so we find out that Mr. Uh, Mr. Blonde, before he took this role, he was in jail for like this other crime that he had committed. For Joe. Uh, for Joe, yeah. yeah. So and um, never talked. Yeah, so that's how that's how Mr. Uh, that, or Mr. Joe. That's how Joe knows all these guys. I guess they run they've run crimes for him before. And I guess Vic, uh, Mr. Blonde, he is like the main dude. Um, at one point, they show how they got. Mr. Blonde involved and nice guy Eddie Joe's son mentions how uh, Mr. Blonde is like a um, he's like a good luck charm for them because every time they've had him on a job it all went smoothly everything worked out uh, in this particular case him and Harvey Keitel are going at it because they're arguing about uh, which one of them is potentially the rat well also because at the at the when they were doing the crime when they were trying to steal the diamonds the reason that the cops came I guess well besides there being a rat is he just started opening fire like he just started shooting yeah he people. just yeah so they got they so weren't they supposed went, to just shoot people yeah they were just supposed to do yeah. uh they were just like supposed to go in there with guns like get essentially the, just get people scared and just get yeah. like the managers of the store to give them the diamonds 
uh, Mr. Blonde didn't do that. He went in there and he just like started shooting people. Yeah. And so that's why, uh, yeah, that's why Mr. White is like, this guy has to be the rat. Like he's insane. Um, so then, or at least the reason the cops came. Yeah. So then Mr. Blonde starts accusing, uh, Mr. Orange of being the rat because Mr. Orange is like the relative new guy that they brought onto the crew. And so he's like, we don't know anything about this guy. Like it, it's gotta be him. Right. And he's, and he's the guy who was shot in the stomach. So yeah. He's, he's just, he's literally just bleeding out. Yeah. Like... So then, so then Mr. White comes to Mr. Orange's defense and he's like, Hey, shut your fucking mouth. Like I saw this guy take a take a shot in the stomach. He's literally bleeding out, dying. I'm pretty sure he's not the rat because he wouldn't have been the one to get shot. Which is really annoying. Like, not annoying, but like the, I did not like his performance of being shot. Yeah, it's a lot so of... there's like a scene, so like right in the beginning, there's this, before they get to the warehouse, the scene is Harvey Keitel, Mr. White's driving Mr. Orange, and he's in the back seat, screaming and, I mean, I get it, he's shot. Yeah. I get it. But he's like, really dramatic about it like yeah. too dramatic he's like screaming in pain yeah which again i've never been shot so hey what do i know that's true but like you know let's tone it down a bit i mean <laughs> a little over i feel like a little overacting by tim roth yeah um at this point mr orange is already like passed out too from bleeding oh yeah so he, so he, he's he, not he, hearing like he any of this argument dead. i think he should have been dead by then but whatever. yeah um so then the rest of the movie is essentially them basically arguing about what happened with the situation, like who, like how it all just went sideways. Um, at one point, Mr. Blonde tells Mr. Pink and Mr. Orange to follow him outside. He's Mr. got a White. surprise for him. Mr. Pink and Mr. White. What did I say? Orange, orange. Oh, right. Or- yeah, sorry. Um, so he tells Mr. Pink and Mr. White to follow him outside. He's got a surprise for him. Next takes Steve Buscemi and Harvey Keitel. Yeah, takes him out to the car, opens the trunk. He's got a cop tied up, alive, in his trunk, brings him out, and he says, all right, at the very least, we can get this guy to talk and tell us how they were tipped off in some way. Like, even if he doesn't know who the rat was or whatever, he can at least tell us, we can get some information out of him. So they bring him inside. They're all beating the shit out of him. They're all, like, just punching him, yelling obscenities, and and just basically torturing this guy. They hang him up. Uh, I think he's his hands are like zip tied together, and they duct tape or duct tape, and they put him on like I, they have like these meat hooks. I guess they're not. I don't think they're in a meat locker, but they're they they have like these hooks that they hang like the carcasses on. They hang him to that, and they're just basically punching him like he was a heavy bag. At one point, nice guy Eddie finally comes in to the to the warehouse to discuss what's happening. Um, he sees the cop tied up to a chair all bloodied up and he's like what the fuck are you guys doing like this guy now knows all of your faces he's he knows what you look like i mean he knows your fake names um you guys are you're fucking all of this well, shit can't up let him leave. yeah so alive alive so he ends up nice guy eddie ends up taking harvey Keitel and steve buscemi with him to go get the diamonds um and then he leaves vic with the cop and passed out mr orange this is where Vic's crazy comes out. Yeah, he's nuts. I mean, so, it's, a, it's it's a kind of a good it's a good scene. I like. It is insanely disturbing. It reminds me of. Did you ever see? Um, I don't think it's a movie you've never seen. Um, Clockwork Orange. I've seen parts of Clockwork Orange because Clockwork Orange is fucked up. Yes. Have you, have you um, seen the? I probably haven't seen the, the break scene in that rape I've, scene. Nope, no. nope. It's very reminiscent. I think I don't know if this is fact, but it seems like he got inspiration from that because it's the same kind of thing. He's he's playing like upbeat music, dancing around while he's torturing somebody. Yeah, he plays um, he plays that song um, 
clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right, yeah. stuck in the middle with you. I don't throw the rights to that. Um, I don't think I would. Please don't sue me for that. <laughs> um, so, so he's doing this dance. Yeah. Um, typical white dude dance. Um, kind of yeah. just like he's got some moves. It's, it's like a lot of hands and just like a little little yeah. bit of hip left and right. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden he he you know he starts hitting him. He he slaps a guy a little bit. He pulls out um a single razor. Um, like a shaving like, razor. Yeah, like a, a straight edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he whips it out, and he puts it. He puts it up to the cop's face. Doesn't do anything right away. He's kind of just like torturing him a little bit. Um, all of a sudden, the camera cuts away, and he starts to cut into the guy's face. I thought he was cutting. I th- his yeah, face that's off. what I thought too. Um, then they cut back, and he j- you just see him throw his ear <laughs> like on the other side to the other side of the room. He, he cut, cut his off ear. his ear. That's so gross. So the cop is like screaming in pain. Yeah. Um, and and mr blonde is still trying to get information out of him for like you know who's the rat how'd you guys know all of this and the cop keeps telling him like dude i've only been on the force for like eight months they don't tell me shit like i don't know anything you can torture me all you want i've got nothing to tell you so mr blonde goes all right i'm gonna be right back don't go anywhere goes out back to his car gets a tub of gasoline or a canister of gasoline Comes back into the warehouse, starts pouring it on this cop, right? Cop's freaking out at this point. He's like, dude, don't light me on fire, please. Do not light me on fire. Like, I don't know shit. Please don't burn me. Don't burn me. Don't burn me. Um, so he lights him on fire. He, he's he, going he, he, um, he pours the gasoline all over him. He's, he's got the Zippo lighter out. And he's about to light him on fire. All of a sudden, Mr. Orange wakes up, uh, shoots Mr. Blonde several times in the chest. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Um, Mr. Blonde's shirt at this point goes from white to complete red. He's dead, and we come to find out that Mr. Orange is actually an undercover cop. He's uh, the rat. He's the rat. So Mr. Orange knows, or he doesn't know uh, the cop in the chair, but he uh, he tells him that he's a cop, and then the guy in the chair tells him, I know, we met once like five months ago, your name's like Freddy something, and and Mr. Orange tells him like his real name, I don't remember what his last name was, but it was Freddy something. Um, and we come to find out Mr. Orange was a rat. So now the rest of the movie, um, Harvey Keitel, Steve Buscemi, uh, nice guy, Eddie, they all come back still having this argument. They find Vic dead. Um, they're like, okay, what the fuck happened? Nice guy, Eddie talks to Mr. Orange and Mr. Orange is like, yeah, he was about to light this guy on fire. Like he was psychotic. He was insane. I, I shot him dead. Um, and Mr. Eddie was like, uh, nice guy Eddie says, "You want to tell me that story again?" Cause well, he says, "Well, he tells him that he tells him that he was going to set him on fire, that he was going to take the diamonds and run. and run. That's what it was, and, and like then, and just like fuck them all over." Yeah, and then uh, nice guy Eddie was like, "You want to tell me that story well, again?" Well, first he goes, "Oh, this cop," and then just shoots him a couple times. So he kills the cop. Yeah, so he kills the cop yeah. that they oh. tied up to the chair. And nice guy Eddie is played by Chris Penn, is Sean, Penn, which is Sean yes, Penn's brother, who I did not. I recognize, but I did not know it was I mean, Sean Penn's like brother. Sean Penn. Um, but he, he was I mean, just a, like a kind of like a fatter version of Sean Penn. Yeah, he uh, he was in Rush Hour. Um, and Footloose, the original Footloose. I never saw Footloose. I know, but I'm saying for so, people who've actually seen. But yeah. Um, also, I found out he died young. He died in 06. He was 40. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Like a heart attack or something. Um. Anyway, so he shoots the cop that they had tied up dead. 
And then he's like, why don't you tell me that story again? Because Mr. Blonde just did a four-year stint for us in jail because from that prior job that he had done for Joe. And all he had to do to get out of it was just mention my dad's name and he would have been a free man. But he didn't say a word and he did the four years for us, came back and still wanted to work with us. So why don't you tell me that story again? Uh, all of us. And then now Harvey Keitel, super defensive of Mr. Orange for some reason. Um, he's like, Eddie, like you're wrong about this man. Like, oh, and also, uh, Joe has also shown up at this point now too. So he's telling him, he's like, you guys are wrong about this. Like I was working with this guy. Like he took a shot in the stomach. He's literally bleeding out right now. Your guys are barking up the wrong tree. You, you, your stories are wrong. Like, I'm sorry. So now Joe's got a gun pointed at Harvey Keitel. The Mexican standoff, right? It, Isn't that what that is? Um, is that what it's called? Not really. Is that, is that no. offensive? Well, Are you not supposed to say that? I mean, that's what it is called, but it's not, it's technically not that because Eddie, Eddie has a gun pointed at Mr. Orange, who's defenseless because he's just lying in a pool of his own blood. Um, Harvey Keitel's got a gun pointed at Joe. Joe's got a gun pointed at Harvey Keitel. Uh, they all shoot. So Eddie shoots Orange Harvey Keitel shoots Joe. Joe shoots Harvey Keitel, so they're all dead. But we don't know who shoots. Uh, we don't. We we find out who shoots Eddie. Um, so after they all drop to the floor dead, Steve Buscemi comes up from like behind the stairs that they have. Oh yeah, when they all and, pulled their guns out, he yeah, like ran away. Yeah. So he um he comes out from behind the stairs, jewelry uh, jewels in hand, and then leaves the warehouse. That's the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, so presumably Steve Buscemi shot Eddie and took the diamonds and and ran. Um, I should all, we should also mention everyone else at this point was dead. So we find out. Um, well, when he leaves, the cops start to come, and then oh yeah, the cop yeah you hear Mr. sirens. Yeah, Mr. Orange tells Mr. White Harvey Keitel that, that he's he is a cop. the cop, and um and then and I don't Keitel think yeah pissed, Har- yeah Harvey Keitel puts a gun to his shot, face. But... Yeah, Harvey Keitel puts a gun to his face. Um, Harvey Keitel has already been shot at this point. He's not dead yet, but he's dying. Yeah. And that's another that was another weird dramatic scene of him. That like, was yeah. He, he like, like held Mr. He... Orange, and they're like crying in each other's arms. It was weird. Yeah, it was really dramatic. And then um, Harvey Keitel puts a gun to Mr. Orange's face, and then as he's doing that, the cops show up and they tell him, "Stop! Don't pull the trigger! I'll shoot you!" Like stop. And then you hear a gunshot. I don't know if that's Harvey Keitel shooting Mr. Orange or if that's the cop shooting Harvey Keitel. Either way, they're both dead. Either way, they die. Yeah, I'm assuming. So and then um, it just ends, right? That's where it ends. Yeah, and that's where it ends. So at, when Joe got to the warehouse, we find out they are—they had already known that Mr. Brown had died. Oh yeah. Uh, that was known because he died. He, I think he died like when the cops got to the jewelry and store. Mr. Brown was a. Uh... Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. He's in the he's in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he's part of it. Um, and then Mr. Blue, who we never even meet except for the one scene where like Joe is, he has like all the guys rounded up, and he's like, "All right, here are your names," and he assigns the names. That's the only time you ever see Mr. Blue. He's yeah. like, well, an he's, older the, he's guy. in the diner too. In the di- he? He's in the diner. Okay, they're all there. Yeah, they're um, all in the diner. I don't think he ever talks though. Uh, he I think he sees a couple lines. He he yells that he talks to Steve, yells at Steve Buscemi for not tipping. Oh, that's right. A couple times, like he just he, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he doesn't add much to the conversation, but so yeah, he's old. He's like he's yeah, he's in his sixties. So so we know those two are dead, well, old, and then old. everybody else died in the warehouse, uh, except for Steve Buscemi, who presumably makes out like a bandit with the diamonds. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I liked it. It's very much a Quentin Tarantino yeah. film. Yeah. A lot of swearing. A lot of swearing. A lot. A lot of lot of shooting. I um, wonder. If, it was a dope movie, though. I wonder if Quentin Tarantino gets shit for using the N word so much. 
I mean, I I get, I've never heard anything, especially I, now, because you would think now with like cancel culture, they'd be like, oh, Reservoir Dogs yeah, shouldn't be a especially thing. Especially since he's not using it. I mean, in Django Unchained, yes, I mean, it was. But that's the story of the yes, movie, though, because that, yes. that movie, because that movie, that movie takes place in like the 1800s, right? Or something yeah, like that. It's I like think the, right before they were, f- the slaves were free. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's like more of a period piece type thing. Correct. I mean, this was the early 90s. So like, I mean. I, I get. It. I don't know. Does he? I don't know if he gets shit for it. I I've never know. heard anything. Neither have I. I've like, never I've, heard. I've never heard anybody say like, "Oh, we shouldn't watch character. Reservoir Dogs." It's not black yeah. characters saying it. It's all white characters, and they're um, obviously being racist. And I think I haven't yeah. seen Pulp Fiction, but I think I've heard the same thing about Pulp Fiction. There's a Do lot of N word. They say the N word. I don't remember. I, I feel like I've read stuff about Pulp Fiction with the N word. Hmm. At least there's some black characters in um, that, though. That's true. I mean, I should watch that. We should watch Pulp Fiction next. But you've seen. I mean, it. I've seen it. Sorry, maybe sorry. maybe I'll just watch it for fun today. Oh, you've never seen it? I've never seen Pulp Fiction. Oh, weird. Um, we should watch it. It's like watch one of those it. movies where I've seen like parts of it, but not the whole thing. It's a good movie. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's really good in it. Of course, Samuel L. Jackson. Of course he is. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I liked. Yeah, it was I good. liked Reservoir Dogs a lot. Um, I thought it was very clever how they were all named colors. Oh, oh man, my, one of my favorite scenes. So when Joe is assigning everybody colors, Steve Buscemi gets pink, and he's like, "Why do I have to have pink?" <laughs> And, uh, and Joe just tells him like, I pick the colors. That's, you just get pink. It doesn't matter. Like you get pink and he's like, all right, well, if it doesn't matter, can I be Mr. Purple? And he's like, no, cause Mr. Purple is some other guy on another job that I'm running. <laughs> you're Mr. Pink. And he's like, all right, fine. And then Harvey Keitel's giving him shit. He's like, just, you're just take, just, just take, it's pink. just a color. Just take, and he's like, all right, you want to trade with me? And then Joe's like, no, there's no trading. You're Mr. Pink. <laughs> It was a funny scene. It, it, it's just like the scene in the, with it's seen in the beginning, like with the tipping, like it was. Yeah, yeah. it's just kind of like that. Yeah, like you, no, um, you have to tip, and then eventually he tips anyway. Yeah. But. So, um, this film. I, that's why I like about Quentin Tarantino movies. He has a way of like just like making minute things like turning hilarious. Them, yeah, turning them into like you know funny like and dialogues. also just beating the shit out of him like that like the tipping it's thing like that tipping yeah. thing went on it was a oh, it was yeah, a good a, scene but that it was like it's like, like a minutes. it's like a five six minute scene yeah, about yeah. steve buscemi arguing why tipping is stupid yeah um which i don't believe in so tip your tip your service fine. so always tip your service i don't think yeah i don't think yeah i don't think this won any awards at least i don't see any. i don't think so um, i don't even think pulp fiction won any awards Oh, no. Apologies. It won the Critics Award at the 4th, ooh, Yubari International Fantastic Film Festival in 93. Sure. Okay. Um, And it was also nominated for the Grand Prix of the Belgian Syndicate of Cinema Cinema Critics. Oh, and Steve Buscemi won the 92 Independent Spirit Award for Best Supporting Male. Oh, good. So that's something. All right. Um, And also, it's ranked number 97 in Empire Magazine's list of 500 greatest films of all time. 97 that's that's pretty yeah. good reservoir dogs is like one of those things where it wasn't big um in theaters but it has like a huge cult thing so the movie only costs like one point it's estimated to be like between 1.2 and 3 million to make it only made say. it only made 2.9 in the box office but i mean it made money though it did make money and it definitely made a lot of it back i think it's it's kind of like a lot of kevin smith stuff too where it like doesn't do well in the theaters but then it like makes a huge huge amount of money in yeah. like dvds and like like home video shit the only difference is quentin tarantino ended up being quentin tarantino yeah i mean Kevin smith is still Kevin smith but he doesn't make movies i, like I don't think he's Tar- making quentin tarantino no no, 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 no i'm not saying that he's not ma- i'm just saying he's not making movies like now quentin tarantino like I, i'm assuming when like pulp fiction and like kill bill came out like quentin tarantino was like oh we have to go we, you have to go to the theater to see his movies 
I Kevin think, Smith oh, was I not think like Kill that. Bill, I think Kill Bill definitely did. Uh, no, Pulp Fiction probably did that for Quentin Tarantino. Because that one came out in, I think, 95. Yeah, a couple years I think, later. yeah, I think, yeah, it came out right after this but one. Like, yeah, Kevin, like, Kevin Smith puts, some, puts out a movie now. Nobody's going to see no, it. He also, he's also doing some weird shit. I mean, to be fair, he still, he, he still mentions Clerks. <laughs> I oh, think, yeah, he's riding that Clerks. Yeah, uh, he is, he's, he's, he's riding, riding that. that. I mean, good Clerks for him. The Clerks is a great movie. I mean, Clerks is good. He, uh, Clerks 3 is supposed to come out soon. I should They hope. filmed it already. Yeah. I think they filmed um, it in Jersey, too. So, that was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it was good. Um, yeah, I liked it. I really, please watch it. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Even if you've seen it, watch it again. Yeah, it's fun. It's not it's very, very long. Good. The it was like an hour and a half. Like an hour and a half. Yeah. The acting is very good. Yeah, except for those, um, except for those whiny yeah, baby, that, like, kill it. Like, what's his name? Tim Roth. Yeah, he really, he really milked that dying scene. Yeah, it was crazy. Um... But it was very good. Yeah. Oh yeah, and also uh, Stephen Wright's in it, uh, stand-up comedian. He's the he plays oh yeah, the he's DJ. the DJ. Yeah, the guy. So the, he's so the guy. Kind of, kind of a, it's monotone a, voice. It's not a huge part in the movie, but it's. Yeah, he's. Um, you hear him. So when Mr. Blonde is torturing the cop and he's singing that song, like it, it's Stephen Wright is the radio DJ that's like introducing it. Yeah. Um, and if you don't know Stephen Wright, is you've heard him and you've probably seen him in stuff too. Um, he's got a very monotonous tone. Um, he kind of just talks like this yeah. and like, that's his yeah. whole shtick. Like, this is how he does stand up. Mm. There's no, yeah. there's no, like, I don't think he's been in a lot of movies. I've seen him in stuff. I think I've seen him in like more TV shows. Oh, he was in an episode of, um, King of Queens, King of Queen. I think it was King of Queens. Yeah. Um, it's a fun scene. I'm sure it is. So Reservoir Dogs, fantastic movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely missed something. I think we both did. I agree. I don't know how we slept on that. I don't, yeah. I you mean, especially. I've, I don't I've, know how you missed this movie. I just movie. never. So if you're so inclined, please watch it. Again, I've owned it on DVD for a decade, for like a decade. I just mm-hmm. never watched it. Now you've seen it. Yeah. Well. Um, follow us on Twitter at Did I Miss Pod. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Tell all your friends about us. What's your favorite heist movie? What is your favorite heist movie? Oh, you're asking me? I was asking you, yeah. You can ask um, everyone else, too. I was just asking you. Ooh, like, that's a good question. Actually, now... Um, like, are you an Oceans fan? I've never seen any of the Oceans. I've only, I've seen Oceans 8, like, which I, I really like, fucking liked. I know people are like, oh, it's the female version of I actually, Oceans. I want to see... I want to see the original Oceans 11 with, like, the Rat Pack. I want to um, see that, but yeah. I ha- I, I've seen the remake, the one with, like, George Clooney and Brad Pitt and stuff. That movie, it's, like, it's a fun heist movie. Um, It's not, like definitely not as serious as like reservoir dogs it's just kind of like one of those things where it's like hey let's try to screw over these casinos and then like they have everybody that does like their one specific job really well it is a fun movie i think reservoir dogs might be up there now yeah um only because i mean you don't even see the heist but just because like how badly it goes yeah i mean it's a good movie yeah i'm probably yeah Yeah, i'm probably gonna go reservoir dogs now what's yours um well i really i really really liked oceans eight that's which the one with the, all female cast. Yeah, right? with Sa- okay. Sandra Bullock and Rihanna's it like Rihanna's in it. Like that's crazy. Like come on. But yeah, no, it's really good. But I don't know if it's my favorite. I mean, I, Snatch. No, I like was, I like Lock, Talk, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, which I wanted to watch with you. Was Smoke you Was Smoke and Aces a heist movie? Ooh, I don't know, but I do like Smoke and Aces. Smoke and Aces is a Smoke good and Aces movie. is a really good movie. Hold on, I want to look that up real quick. I don't know if it's a heist movie so much as it's... I don't remember what the because I know that's another one that's in Vegas, I think but I, mean, I don't remember. I think it is because they're trying to steal something from from Jimmy Piven, right? Aren't, isn't he like some sort of like Vegas magician? Yeah, wanna be gangster. Oh, Alicia Keys is in it. I totally forgot yeah, about that. Yeah, Alicia Keys is in it. Yeah, yeah I forgot. Uh, I don't think it's a heist movie. I think it's so so the guy Buddy. That's um, oh man, the dude from Entourage, Jeremy Piven. Jeremy Piven, yeah. Um, Jeremy Piven. He's like a magician and he wants to be yeah. a gangster, and then um. 
that somebody like puts a bounty on his head or some shit. Oh, like that. that's right. They're they're assassins. They're like trying that's to assassin. Right. Yeah, Alicia Keys. Yeah, Alicia Keys right. is like an assassin and stuff. Yeah, that's not right. A, they're assassins. That is a fun movie. Oh yeah, Ben Affleck's in it too. Yeah. Ryan and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And Garcia. It's Commons in it too. It's a it's a good movie. Yeah, Commons in it. Yeah. yeah, I really liked it actually. It's not a heist movie though. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I'd probably put Reservoir Dogs up there. Agreed. Yeah. Um, also, huge shout out! I just found out today we got a bunch of new listeners out in Michigan. So that, yeah, Ann Arbor um, area. Ann, yeah. yeah, the Ann Arbor area. So thanks to you guys. Thank you very much. I appreciate that very. I think we both appreciate that I very much. I don't appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Please continue to listen. Um, follow us on Twitter at the. It's my crazy Stephen Wright humor. Um, and yeah oh also send us some suggestions of what we could watch next or listen to next yeah um i think we're gonna be doing i think we're gonna start working on a tv show so it'll probably i'm gonna say by like summer fall we'll probably have it because it's a it's another long one we were talking about it last night um but it's it like ran for five seasons it's like one of those ones where it's like an hour an episode should i do the thing where i beep it out again <laughs> wait did we do that what was that wait did we do that last time did we watch that thing we beeped out last it time? was an album and we didn't listen to oh, it yet okay. <laughs> um so we'll probably do that at some point too and then uh the show that we were talking about last night um we'll probably start at i some think point. i remember what it is um, that wasn't sopranos i've wa- i've no. seen sopranos it was it was another hbo show which though. i yeah oh um, yeah hbo had some good fucking shows it did so oh i know what it is yeah okay, so i remember stay tuned for that Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we will see you again next week. Maybe. Be excellent to we one feel another. Like it. I don't know. We're, we'll we'll, been... we'll do our damnedest, especially now. We've got like we got some new listeners. We'll we'll make good on that. Yeah. Um, We're very popular. <laughs> Ann Arbor. Pe- people need to hear us. So we will s- we will be back next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thanks again. Yeah. Be excellent to one another. Bye. Later.